Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience is the lifestyle, a lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. And what that lifestyle actually is, is uh, us is connecting lifestyle? people and getting to know people and getting people familiar with our listeners. We sit down with some very interesting, cool people with different perspectives on a lot of different things. And uh, I don't just think one way. So I think that the people we sit down with, we like to like hear their perspective on things. Because perspectives can change when you hear it from a different point of view. And a lot of people be so stubborn to not. I want to way. change their perspective, yeah. but I've listened to past shows that we had. Like, damn, like I don't even think like that. I don't no even think like that no more. And that shit was like two weeks ago, type of <laughs> type of thing, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because Florida Evans did not want that picture up in the house, and she just did not change her perspective on it. She <laughs> yeah. didn't even want to hear what Michael had to say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, Good Times reference because Good Times is something that I watch every Saturday with my daughter before I get to go to work. Yeah, and she might not appreciate it now. She will. She will. Because it's still a be on TV. It's still a be on TV. I guarantee that. Hey, so you know what, man? I want to tell you congratulations. Why, oh, thank why, you, brother. Why, why am I congratulating you? Uh, because we were nominated for Best Niche Podcast and Best Podcast of the Year, or and Podcast of the Year uh, down in North Carolina for Pod Connection with the Pod Excellence Weekend. That's October uh, 4th, 4th through 6th. 6th. The actual award show is October 5th. 5th right. And it's a black tie event. So, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. will be down there representing. We will be fresh as hell. Yeah. And we will be back with the hard because we got three chances to win right because we also were part of digital soapbox network they were nominated for uh best network so hey man it's just it's a grand uh, thing to be recognized by yeah. somebody who right and speaking you. of digital soapbox network i want to say what's up to the gangster chronicles podcast yo yeah. this is actually one if even if we actually don't got shit to do with this we don't know these guys or whatever no, no, they just no. actually have a great podcast and if you are looking to listen to something new you could check out gangster chronicles you could check out gonzo, uh, gonzo. you could check out uh plug podcast for yeah, the show yeah. smoke a lot radio yeah what uh what is it the overrated truth with yeah. uh bad, bad luck you know yeah, yeah i fuck with that I fuck shit with they shit heavy yeah, too man yeah. we fuck with all over there so yeah, hip-hop uncensored yeah they they big they big yeah, they doing their thing you know what i'm saying it's a few over there uh the dirty 30 yeah uh, yeah they just switched they uh, style up Yeah know, so that, that's Gonna be a different. little different If it's what you're used to uh, Thought crimes They yep. doing their thing yep. Them some talented brothers On that, uh, that animation <laughs> Yeah yeah They should <laughs> yeah. be a little different So you got some words That you wanna go over Yeah I got two words I got a uh, force A large area cover Uh Chiefly with trees and undergrowth And dweller A person or animal That lives in Or at a specific place and then I also have two words, and these actual four words will tie into each other because we have two guests. Yeah. Uh, so my two words, one is neighborhood, a district, especially one forming a community within a town or a city. And the other one is a community, which is a social group of any size whose members reside in a specific local shared government and then often a common cultural or historic heritage. Yeah. Why is forest dwellers your two words? Uh, because we sit in with nation from the forest dwellers. Uh, that was a... Rap group and legendary. Can I get to yeah, my introduction? Yeah, you feel yeah. what I'm saying? That was a legendary rap group and angster. That uh, that's the first rap group and angster I've ever heard on the radio with my own two ears. I don't know who nobody else heard first. I can honestly say that those are the first. That's the first rap group uh, 
that I heard. Uh, you also said that were, and they were the forest dwellers. Uh, you also said neighborhood. Now, what a lot of people may not know, right? Uh, and it's actually coming up on 20 years. I co-own a label with you called Neighborhood Music. And this is way before anybody anywhere else was like famous for saying those terms, right? Neighborhood music. And I picked the word neighborhood because, and I remember niggas was mad at me, not you, but niggas around was mad. And they said, why did you pick neighborhood? I said, because I want to be able to go into any neighborhood and pick the best artists and their music represent their neighborhood because that's what we were doing. We were making the music that we wanted to make from our our neighborhood neighborhood, and we wanted to get other other people people from their neighborhood. And I always knew that I didn't like the term hood. Because I understood that the neighborhood would be more of a community. And that's why I picked that name. You know what I'm saying? In case anybody who I, knew ever wondered. So, but I mean, now it's so cliche to say neighborhood because, because there's people who are yeah. famous for saying that. But that was in 2001 when and I picked that. And it wasn't that. gang affiliated. And it's not that's gang, it's affiliated. Not gang it's affiliated. affiliated. It's not gang affiliated you know what when I'm we saying? say neighborhood. And I picked the word community because Angster is actually a city, but it's a community. And at one point, it was a sense of community pride. And you knew because uh, the whole Boats own this, and uh, the, bishops. the bishops own this, and, and these Mr. are Legion was Mr. Legion this. was over here, and Mr. Day had this, and those are names that that matter in our community and our neighborhoods because uh, Pat. of. Pat had to stardust and all of these things. Pat actually had to stardust and the skating rink and, and the Cosmos. Mr. Owens got the car wash, right? But what's funny about the Cosmos that you might remember, Nation, or you might not, uh, Boogaloo. Got the footage of us performing at the Cosmos when we was little kids and we was rapping and one of us fucked up. Oh yeah, I fucked up. It was him and he was like, "I fucked up," but hold on, you was like, "Keep going, bro." You said that. You, you don't said that. that. You don't even remember that. But you told him to keep going, and that meant a lot to us because y'all were the forest dwellers. Y'all was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? But we actually got Nation and we got Aaron Sims in the house. Nation is an artist, but he's a community leader as well. And Aaron Sims is actually running. For uh, what are you running for? I don't want to. I don't uh, want to misquote it. For city council for district one. Okay, now the first thing we need you to do is break down what a district is and the districts in Inkster. All right. So in Inkster, you got six districts. Okay. So in District One, you got going from Harrison over to Henry Ruff and Annapolis to Michigan Avenue. So we will so, be District One. Because he said Harrison. Oh, how, where it on Harrison? So it'll Harrison. be it'll be uh, the. Oh no no I'm sorry. East it'll be the the east side no the west side of Harrison. Okay okay so we not. Yeah so it'll be the west side. So if you go on the east side, going back that'll be District Three. So we in District Three now. When you say district, are districts in the wards the same it's thing? The same thing. Okay so yeah. we third ward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no that's what I, that's why when he said Harrison okay. I was trying yeah. to. So yeah. you're District One. District One. And then what is District Two? District two, it goes from like uh from Harrison to I wanna say like Princess. Okay. And from Annapolis over to Michigan Avenue, I believe. Okay. And so, then yeah, so then all the districts just just separates the whole city of Inkster. Okay. Um because it's only six point two square miles. Six point so. two square miles. Yep. Yeah. Now you have an interesting story for me just reading your bio because I'm familiar with you, but I didn't know all of this stuff. And the bio <laughs> was actually so short. So when I'm doing my research, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's things that stuck out, but I want to cover so much, but I got to get this out the way first because y'all actually own the Malcolm X project. Correct. Now, the crazy thing about that is, man, we were trying to buy that house. We've known about that for so long. 
and nobody first, people didn't believe us at one at point. At one point we used but, to say that. But we found out about that is because in sixth grade when we read the autobiography of Malcolm X in the back of the book, like we read literally cover to cover. Mm-hmm. So in the back of the book, it was talking about addresses and places he used to live. And then when we came across it, it was like uh four uh four three three six Williams, but it kind of went over our head. Then he like, bro, no, this is an Inkster Williams. Like mm-hmm. we from Williams, we from the opposite mm-hmm. end but that project we actually from there too so we like wait a minute is, is the house still there like you know a lot started running through your mind so we had known that for so long and they just wouldn't let that house go for a long time so when i found out who had it i was extremely proud of who had it because i know that y'all would do right by it yeah you know what i'm saying so like how did you acquire that house and how did it feel when malcolm x's daughter called you recently wow uh, <laughs> man um it, it it all started with like uh like a community because you know Inkster was going through a time where uh the city wasn't taking care of the needs of the community. Right. Um. So I just woke up one morning, loaded up my old school, threw lawnmowers in the back, and just started cutting grass. So I'd be out there just cutting grass at vacant lots and everything like that. So then people just start catching wind and start joining in. Um. And that's when I, I hooked up with Nation. So Nation had hooked hit me up. And nation started rolling with me. So one day we just got done, and uh, me and nation was just talking about like all the people who lived in Inkster. Yeah. Like Inkster has like a historical foundation, such a rich history, a yeah. rich history and, uh, to the point that it's unbelievable, it's, it's unbelievable that everybody walked these same streets, the same like street. gangster. I, this is what I tell people. No matter how you want to categorize Inkster, if we talking gangsters, we got some of the most yep. coldest gangsters. If we talking music, we got we some got of the coldest. best musicians. We got some of the best athletes. We got fucking Don Barton. It don't get no bigger than that with money. And everybody is like, what? I'm like, no, nigga, this ain't Detroit. This Inkster. Inkster. Nothing to take away from Detroit. But when you got such a small community with that amount of talent, with that mm-hmm. amount of drive, with that amount of everything... It's something special about that. Like, it's something, like, Malcolm X didn't just end up there. Like, Don Barton didn't just pop up here. Nation, Santuana, Antoine. Like, it's real people who do stuff. Because I don't go nowhere and you don't know I'm from Inkster. Right. I remember, was we in New Orleans one time and we said, we, the, we, no, I was in, I was in Atlanta. He was from New Orleans. I was in Atlanta and I had, you know, I wear D hats, but any hat I wear out of town say Inkster on the back. Right. And uh, like I walked to the bathroom, but I'm so conscious. I'm like, bro, this nigga following me with and the dreads. And I followed him. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, this nigga following me with the dreads. So I uh, used the bathroom and shit. I washed my hands and he said, bro. I'm from New Orleans. I had to come say something to you. So I'm like, what? Like, because we rappers at the time. So I'm like, what is this nigga talking about? He said, no, nigga. I used to play football. I lived in Detroit, nigga, for two years. I played football on the East Side Raiders. And niggas from Inkster is the only niggas who used to can can get with us on being wrong. (laughs) He he like, nigga, I done lived in Florida, New Orleans. Nigga, I'm in Atlanta now. I've never met nobody like niggas from Inkster. Like, I had to come say something to you. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, like, this nigga done been everywhere. He played football against the elite if you play in Florida. He right. like, nigga, them niggas mm-hmm. on the Angster Raiders. He was like, nigga, that used to be our favorite game on the schedule because it was Raiders versus Raiders. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So I was like, That's like dope. people really like know about like oh, yeah. this Angster thing. You know what I'm saying? And this it, I've always been proud to be from Angster. I know some people they like want to be from the big city, but I never looked at it like that. I looked at it like we go make our city big. You feel what I'm saying? There's no such thing right. as a big city when you got the mentality of we making our city big. So Y'all right. Made sure it was on the yeah, shirt. Everything. We made Inkster famous. But even with you know like even being young and like 
hearing you on the radio, it's like, damn, they they from extra. Oh, like from that Asia. give you hope. Like, wait a minute. Like, and this is way before a nigga knew how the radio worked and all mm. of that. So it's like, damn, dog, like they from Angster. Like, that's huge to us. And then like the world's so small at one point, like we met your sister and didn't know it was your sister right. and found out it was your sister. And I'm like, oh, no, I know him. And right. she's like, everybody say they know my brother. I'm like, no, I really, because our the, it's an age gap. Right. And mm-hmm. she's like, how you know my brother? I'm like, because we do music. Like, I know your brother. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it, it's just a big thing to be from Inkster. You know what I'm but, saying? But not to cut you off, but back to the Malcolm X house, how did you acquire that? Like, Oh, so uh, me and Nation was like, uh, so we were sitting there. Nation was like, man, we should go cut the Malcolm X grass. Like, uh, all right, let's go. So we shot over there, and uh, we cut the grass, man, and we sat on the porch. And uh, from that point, I think when we left, I think I called, I think I called Nation about three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Dog, we about to get that house." He was like, "Man, you on my phone this early in the morning, <laughs> like about this house?" Yeah, but that next serious. day, yeah, that next day we was at City Hall for. Six years, yeah, for six years we petitioned uh, City Hall to uh, let us get the house. Um, they was like the house is on the demo list. Uh, they were like it's set to be tore down. We like man, like y'all done tore down too many historical houses, right? In Inkster, you know what I'm saying. So the mm-hmm. only two houses really left that we know of was the Malcolm X house and the Marvelettes house. Yeah, um, they had tore down like all of the. Uh, the Motown houses because that, that was all in the back. Yep. Uh, that right was, behind, right behind uh, the safari. Yeah, yep. Everything he called it behind. the safari, yep. but that's the cosmos. At the cosmos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so, I was so, some I, people I, listening. Yeah, yep. yeah. So all the Motown houses was back there. So what those houses was was Barry Gordy bought houses at Inkster to record like the Marvelettes. Uh, right. So they, didn't they have to had come. to come to Detroit. Yeah. So like all these houses, man. There. Uh, the old administration just kept turning us down. They like, man, look, we put it back on the demo list. It's gone, you know. Like they don't know about. Malcolm well, I X. think yeah, like, the old administration, the like who that that mayor wasn't from Engster, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. So what type of nigga is he? Well, <laughs> you feel what I, I'm just saying though. Like, well, what it was was it was all political because yeah. I was I had entered the race to run for office at a young age at that time. Yeah, okay. and so their set mindset thinking was. This guy is well connected. If he get this house, if we give him this house and he turn it into a historical museum. That's going to make them look bad. That's going to make us look terrible. But it do make you look terrible because what people fail to realize, and then even if you do your history, this may be the last standing house. You it know is. what I'm saying? It is. The, it's uh, only one house in New York. I was about to say the house the in house Queens in York, is, yep. is it. It's but, this and the house in Queens. Yep, and, so yep. every house he's grown up in or lived in mm-hmm. is gone. Yep. How can you let that die? Yep. But I I'm also saying? look at that as a bigger issue. Like Because I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I know these things are real with some of the people that we plugged into. Yep. And... It's great to erase history, so you can never trace. Mm. You could, we could talk about. They could turn Malcolm X white in a hundred years if it's not founded with this house, yeah. this mm. black community, mm. because what, like his mother was white, like you mm. know what I'm saying. His mother was uh, partially white, so they could spin a story and turn mm-hmm. them. In. They could turn it into so much, yeah. and these things can't be there if we're turning it into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It can't be a house in Angster, Michigan, and you talk about Malcolm X later, then you're trying to 
cater to his whiteness. Right. That's not gonna work. Yeah. It'll have to be in fucking Taylor mm-hmm. or something yeah. where they oh it, it maybe used to be over there, but right. what y'all doing is here. So let's talk about the phone call, like or how did she his uh, so, daughter reach out? Because that's yeah, dope, man. So that's dope. So I couldn't actually, wait to ask you actually, about that. So actually, it was from uh, <laughs> we had two phone calls from two sisters. Yeah. So. uh the first phone call came in from Ilyasa. Yeah, is that one of the um, twins? No, that's the. Is, uh, is that the, the one? Yeah, one of them is like the one. Like yeah, she's she with it youngest. all. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's the youngest. <laughs> yeah. So she's like the youngest daughter. So we were sitting there, and I'm like looking at my phone, like, "Yo, like, who is this?" Like, she was like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Good." She was like, "It's Ilyasa." I'm like, "It's Aaron." Like, who's Ilyasa? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was like, "This is Malcolm X's daughter," and like, I just was like. All right, who 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 punking me right now? Yeah. You know, so we had this conversation, man, and back and forth, and like she was just talking about how proud she was that you know um, that we're saving her because it was her uncle Winford's house, but when Malcolm got released from prison before he opened up Moss Temple Number One, that's where he resided at. So yeah. was he? So, so he was paroled to England, so right? So he was paroled to his brother uh, Winford. Yeah. And, um, so. She was like, man, she was like, you know, just appreciated this, that, and the other. So um, that was the first call. And then she went on Sway in the morning. Yes, she did. And DeWine caught the uh, interview. Yeah. And she was talking about Inkster on uh, on Sway in the morning and was talking about how we saved the house that her father lived in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fast forward now, uh, I was sitting at the house and um, the phone rang again. And... Uh, I say hello. Was like speak to Aaron. I say speaking. Was like this is a uh, ambassador, ambassador Shabazz. I'm like, what's an ambassador Shabazz? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, and I'm like, okay, I ain't never heard nothing like this before. She was like, uh, this is Malcolm's oldest daughter. I say okay, like time out, of, <laughs> like coach, we need a full time out right now. Right. And she was like, man, she was like, I remember growing up in that house. Like going back to that house and being in that house um, when my father was still alive up until he died. And I'm just like, wow. She was like, I remember everything about the house. So my whole mind went blank. Like the last thing I really heard her say was her name. You know, like everything else was like, oh, what did you say? Like prior to that, like trying to catch (laughs) back up. And uh, she just broke it down, man. And she said, well, look, you know. Just moving forward, she was like, anything you guys need, any information, you know, this, that, the third. She said, please don't hesitate to call because she said, I definitely want to see this project finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a couple, uh, so at the beginning of the summer, you had people come out and uh, mm-hmm. clean out the house. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I told, I pulled up over, I showed my daughter, like, because I tell her stuff, like, I don't know, like, how much she catching on, but I'm right. like, yo, Michael Max used to live here. And the funny thing about it is one of those little kids who won that bike, one of them bikes, that day, mm-hmm. that's my cousin, like, like the little boy. Okay. When I pulled up, he was already over there. I'm like, what is you doing over here? Yeah. He like, I heard about it. I want to come help, too. So I'm yeah, like, like, that was dope. You know what I'm saying? It, but um, it's there, man. And whatever you need from us, it, w- w- whatever we could do within our power, whatever word we got to spread on that. This is beyond the voting for right, you in the right. political oh, shit. Yeah. I can't vote for you no way. Right. I'm in the third war, my nigga. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, hey, but, hey, but we wait a minute, wait a minute. November 5th, yes, you can. Okay, <laughs> well, right, right. So that, that's to get you on the ballot? Yeah, no, that's the to, uh, uh, for the election. Okay, okay. We'll okay. we, we talk about we, that we later. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, so I can't vote for you, so boom, boom, boom. But you know what I'm saying? But that's like, 
that matter to me right. that 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 we all keep that together because like when you when you when when people drive through these cities you drive into Inkster and it's say home on the Marvelettes but like we saying it's home of so, so much many. more right. and Malcolm X's last speech you remember I posted it a long time ago and highlighted it mm-hmm. in his last speech he tell you if you think Mississippi something yeah. I live in Inkster Michigan mm-hmm. try driving through Dearborn at yeah. night and that still holds true today. Yeah, that that's the sad yeah. part, but like for him to say Inkster, Michigan, he ain't know that we was coming from there. Mm-hmm. He didn't know it was gonna be a nation mm-hmm. of Aaron Sims there. But now, like I walk around like nigga, I'm I'm from the street that Malcolm lived down. Like no. you niggas don't even understand the significance of that. But nation, what streets you from? Let's talk about what streets you from. <laughs> right around the corner, Moore Street. Yeah, grew up on Moore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We started on Liberty Court. First, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Liberty Court, man, Lamont Gardens area, you know that was home. So from Moore Street to uh, Isabel mm-hmm. to across the Ave over on Lexington. Now you, Brook Lane, you grew up Wellesley. in the, uh, <laughs> you grew up in the uh, the OCBKAC era, correct? Mm, right. That, that that's your era too. Yeah. Okay. WAC, man, you ain't yeah. trying to just. Names out, but yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, DeWine lived on Liberty, Cross stayed on Liberty. Okay, okay, okay. So, how long have y'all been friends? Yeah, well, I know I'm older than him, so I'm. <laughs> I mean, hey, me and his oldest brother graduated together. Okay, yeah. okay. So, all our life, really, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? All our yeah. life. And what I like would you how, when you was explaining where you just grew up at, a lot of people like take to a certain neighborhood right but i feel like when this is wherever though when you grow up in different neighborhoods mm-hmm. that's that's how you become the mm-hmm. with, with friendships and shit right. because you kids so you gotta move you don't have a choice right. and like even with the gang banging like people are in gangs because they ended up in that neighborhood right. Right. you feel what i'm saying because mm-hmm. even if you from the other side, but all your family on this side, right. you still end up in that mm-hmm. neighborhood by right. default. Like, oh no, nigga, you well, your mama gotta go to work. She dropping you off over here. You mm-hmm. you better get cool with mm-hmm. them. And like we grew up across the Ave. You feel what I'm saying? On Magnolia. You feel what I'm saying? We grew up. We lived on Magnolia twice, two separate sides. Mm-hmm. The end of the block, the dead end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we and when we lived on the dead end, we ended up growing up with Kwame Hampton. His dad ended up being the mayor. Right. That was our best friend growing up. You feel what I'm saying? But we lived on Williams. We did the 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 bulk of our life on Williams, mm-hmm. but we from Saigon. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Right. Like whole family from Saigon, starting with my daddy, and you feel what I'm saying? My and grandparents then, lived on Annapolis. Annapolis across mm-hmm. the street from Saigon. <laughs> right. My auntie, when she got one of her first apartments, was in the gardens, and and so that's how we knew everybody. And right. then we rode like, our bikes. And we, we used to ride, ride our bikes. bikes. Yeah, so, so like, right, we ride our, it, it used to seem far, but we ride our bike from yeah. Magnolia across the Ave and being Brick City. Right. You feel what I'm saying that right. was like the longest ride ever when you were a kid it take right. like two minutes in the car you know what I'm saying <laughs> right, right. And, and like I like when people even though like growing up you'll be like damn we gotta move again but it's like this is really how you building your network yeah. of friends for the future yeah. Yeah. you feel what I'm saying because yeah. even though Inkster is that 6.2 miles that's that a matter. bloody 6.2 miles oh, yeah. you feel what I'm saying yeah. and it, and, and it, it have run. been oh, yeah, I just run. was talking to a cat uh, my, my dude Ike Miles and we was just talking and he was like man our family was the first family to bring Islam to Inkster. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? He, uh, that's him, older, mm-hmm. older brother, but mm-hmm. not his oldest brother. He like we brung Islam. Yeah, yeah. He like we brung Islam to Inkster. He was like it wasn't no Muslims in Inkster. That's you true. feel what I'm saying? And he like, and I know people from both sides, and I know a lot of people, but he like, but I also know a lot of people who got murdered. 
for no reason. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? He he, you know, so from his perspective, he was talking about the crack era and he was yeah. like, Look, man, yeah. when that hit the town, it destroyed it. Because that's even because he like, bro, before that project to project, we would hang with them. But we when that dope came into play, he shit, said man, it, yeah. it was a rap. Well, when that dope man, came into play, yeah. you Ike from Saigon, nah. <laughs> you yeah, feel what true. I'm saying? Like you, it don't matter. You, you think about it, man. Back back then, during that time, man, we had like the elite baseball teams in Inkster. Come right, on, man. Right, yeah. right. You know, we had from from hardball to softball, like if listen, if people, every, if if everybody from Inkster stayed in Inkster, went to Inkster High School. And took the whole Blanchett path up. Sports wise, we couldn't have been touched. No. Mm-hmm. We had all the talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. But let's get into actually growing up in Inkster and mm-hmm. seeing the change mm-hmm. because both of y'all are old enough to actually see it when it was one thing. And now it's another. And now it's another. But it's getting back it, to uh, the, the sense of community is, is more stronger. Well, why, why I made that noise is because it, to me, and this is my biggest issue with Angster in my whole life. It can never get back because they tore the junior high and the high school down. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't go to Angster High. We like went it, to Blanchet. Well, we went to Blanchet, mm-hmm. and that's that was eighth grade, and I credit that as one of the best school years of my life. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And it was only half a semester. Now the reason we didn't go to no, uh, it was half a year. It was second semester. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Best yeah, second semester. But but the best uh, my, one of the best of my life. Other than that, it was eleventh grade. But the reason <laughs> we didn't go to Angster High is because at that time. Uh, Inkster High just wasn't known for his academics, mm-hmm. and we, we were took academic. academics really serious. So right. it was like we going to Romulus. Right. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think Romulus at that time had like the best science program or something. Like I don't even know why the I knew the, that. the, uh, the principal from Romulus High School told us one day, one year, was it 11th grade? We know y'all don't live in Inkster, but we need y'all more than y'all need to be here. And at the time, we didn't understand it, but now that we look back, because he needed. A number, a certain number, a brilliant of, minds, a, a bright, a smart black man mm-hmm. to fit because that was a white man, Mr. Hoffman. It, it was to fit into whatever, however they do the numbers. Mm-hmm. I got two guys that for sure are performing at a high intelligence level. So y'all could be from Inkster, right. y'all could get in trouble, mm-hmm. but we would go to school, slap up some niggas, get five days off. But we just did all our work and we still got all A's. Mm-hmm. So it equaled out. Is the trouble don't matter as to what the academics do. But if we would if we would have stayed in Inkster, we could have brung that same academics. But that happened in the inner city because the thing was we were looking for it. And I said, well, like we had a conversation about it as children. Like, well, we was in the, going to the ninth grade. But we said, like, what if we go to Inkster High and it's true about the academics when we get to the next level? How will we perform? So when after high school, if we just haven't been learning out the up to date books and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how will we perform against the class of people wow. who came out who had the best academic high school? But we're not thinking public high school. So mm-hmm. how will we perform going to Inkster High against somebody who went to a Cranbrook? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So now when we get to college, is the playing field level academically? Because they're going to be like, we've been learning that and we may struggle. So we got to go somewhere where they say right. is good academics. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason we didn't go to Insta High. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when they, like, I, but moral of the story is, I'm not happy that they allowed those two buildings to be torn down right. because Inkster High should have been, well, that's what they're doing too, erasing the history. Inkster High should have been a historical, a historical. building because yeah. that's yeah. one of the first integrated high schools in Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's worth not tearing down. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the Michigan is huge. The one of the first integrated high schools in the state. That's worth not tearing down. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't even leave the auditorium up. Like, yeah, leave nothing. nothing. Like, like that, that shit is up. People. People don't even know that that exists right there. Right. That that existed, and that's heartbreaking, man. That's and that, heartbreaking. and that's from somebody who didn't go there. But it's like, but Blanchett the same thing. You yeah, look like, right across the street. We like they didn't tore and they tore them bitches down like that though. That was the fastest I ever, I ever seen, seen something it. like a two day, a two yeah. day turnaround. Like man. boom, they like it's it's going down, and you turned around, and them it shit was, was gone. And it just was gone. You know something that uh, struck me very uh, interesting about you? You are actually the president for the NAACP for 14 years at uh, Western Wayne County, which <laughs> includes 18 cities. Like, how did you have a foresight to know that you wanted to do something like that? Because that's 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 heavy to be the president of uh, uh, such uh, a historical organization. Yeah. Uh, well, well, actually, I, I had no plans of actually being a part of the NAACP. Um. I had ran for office at the age of 23 okay. um, for Inkster. Yeah. I think what year was, was that? Like city council. Man, I'm, what, 41 now? Uh, we look about 18 years ago. Yeah. No, I feel because I feel like I remember that for yep. some reason. I so, mean, I was around 18 years ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, I was uh, 23, and um, uh, we had a debate for him. And, um, like, my vision was, like, so far future. You know what I'm okay. saying? Of of how we need to turn Inkster around. But a lot of people wasn't feeling that because when you start talking like that future stuff, you know, a lot of people, they want to keep it the same. Change, when you talk change. They don't want to And, and then the, for the most part, and this is speaking from a place of knowing because my wife used to work in the city's clerk office, even though we 6.2 miles, it's very little votership and the mm. people who do vote are very up in age. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like very up in age. So I could so, see where they'd be right. like, what are you talking about? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's like having an iPhone back then. Right. Like they just wouldn't get it. They would. Yeah. And you so those, uh, yeah. right after the debate, um, the lady who's the president then, uh, she was trying to get in touch with me. So I had went and bought me a truck and come to find out uh, where she got her car from was the same place I got mine from. Yeah. So the guy from the dealership uh, gave her my number. Was like, you need to contact this guy. She was like, I seen this guy before. So make a long story short, she called me and was like, Hey, um, can you attend an NAACP meeting? I'm like, nah, I ain't with this civil rights stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't really with all that. So me being who I am, I just showed up at the meeting, and um, the first day in the meeting, she said, Hey, um, glad you came. Uh, I'm gonna make you the youth advisor. I'm <laughs> first like, day out the first gate. day out the gate, like, like what do the youth advisor do? Uh, still, still didn't understand. And it only lasted for like three months. And she was like, "Hey, uh, we have an election coming up. Uh, I'm gonna make you the vice president." I'm like, "Lady." So you three months in from youth advisor, from youth advisor, advisor to yeah. vice president. I'm like, "Lady, like, what you doing?" Like bumping, let's roll with it. Uh, right after that, man, six months down the road, uh, we had a NAACP meeting and uh, got there. She pulled up. I said, you know, Miss Flint, how you doing today? She said, oh, I'm doing good today. She was like, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. She said, no, today going to get even better today. Mm. And uh, I sat down, I said, huh. <laughs> right, what she, she got up? Like, Miss Flint always got right. something popping funny. So we sitting at the table, man, and we just sitting there and. She opened the meeting up and came to the president's report. And, uh, you know, you just sit there. You just listening. 
just listening. She was like, yeah, you know, it's been a, a good trial, you know, being a president of the NAACP. She was like, but today I resigned. And, you know, <laughs> you just sitting there, you like, okay, so she resigned, you know, okay. Not realizing Not that realizing you're the vice president, right? you're next in line. <laughs> and so from that forth, man, from that day, man, uh, I became the youngest uh, NAACP president. Ever in the history of the NAACP in yep. any chapter? Yep, at 23. Yeah, it's just worth and, uh, in the history books for She uh, She just threw me to the fire, man. And, I mean, I just took it and ran with it. Uh, I probably, during my term, man, I probably led so many uh, demonstrations. Uh, one year we did a, uh, we call it the Reference 16, when uh, the 16 young boys from Inkster was uh, going to, is it Truman? Truman the third right there in Redford off of ninety six. Thurston. 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 Yeah. They was going to Thurston to go fight some guys. And um one of them had a a, a gun, but he left it in the car. So the lady had called the police and say, Hey, it's a group of guys just parked the car and was going towards the school. Well, the guys never made it to the school. So when they was on the Vidoc, um Redford police pulled up and uh they pulled the dogs out on them, made them get down on the Vidoc. Like all this stuff just happened, and uh, took them. They all they took them all to jail. So when they was in jail, they say, "Well, hey, you know, uh, we gonna write y'all tickets for trespassing, right? But if you admit to the trespass charge, you know, we gonna let y'all go home. You know, these guys who ain't never." really been in trouble before. They had right. like little run-ins, but they ain't really know right. what was to the going station, on. Yeah. So when you cornered in this spot and you like, okay, well, I'll just take the charge so you can send me home. So they all pled guilty to trespassing. Their, their pleading to trespassing led them for four days uh, up in Clint County and Clare County Prison. Now they in print, these are, we still talking about minors. Like, yeah. like they ain't even 18 yet. Yeah. And you got them in prison with people who done murdered. Now, this ain't the county. They took them to the prisons? They took them to the Alpine Well, Clare. you know up there, it's, it's, that's what it is. Yeah, Clare oh, County. I mean, Clare County. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that. I didn't it's know the that. county, but that's what it is up there. So they up in here with all these people, like, doing time time. And you talking about, look, 16, 17-year-olds? Man, so one of the guys was in there with an inmate, uh, wind up breaking his arm and this, that, and the other. And mind you, the families don't even know where they at. Oh, wait a minute. So they go from going go to the fight this day to, to ending up to, in that. Okay. Uh, ending up in there for like, I want to say like four or five days. Okay. So nobody knew where these kids was at. And so basically so, 16 black boys is yeah, missing. They disappeared. Disappeared. So when they got the phone call that they was in prison, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was in an uproar. Uh, that's when should. my phone my phone started blowing up. So... um. You know, I, I guess that's when, you know, when your work really shows off, like, what you do because, like, one phone call just turned into every heavy hitter, like, being involved. Um, we started doing press releases. Uh, we did demonstrations outside of the courtroom and uh, everything. So, the judge, basically, the judge wouldn't take back the, uh, the plea deal, so she put him on a hiatus uh, charge. So, she let him go. And put them on a hiatus where for six months they um they couldn't get into no trouble for six months. And that was like one of the biggest racial tensions. That's ridiculous, uh, man. <laughs> because yeah, man. like you would yeah. judge 
And you know that these, first of all, why are 16 niggas going to fight at a high school that's so far away? Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Thurston is far. This ain't going well, across the tracks. Well, it, was, it was a beef. It was a beef that had just escalated. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like, y'all got it 16 niggas up to yep. go. Like, that sounds crazy on their part. So yep. they got to take uh, accountability for that. But that is very extreme. And that. So instead of just giving them a ticket. Yeah, like, that is right. very extreme. You know, y'all shipped them up to prison. Right, That's because crazy. they needed that money. Something fell through. They was like, we got 16 bodies right here, four days. We don't know. That could generate mm-hmm. a, a 50 ball each person. So, Nation, let's talk about getting wow. into music. Like, how did you get into music? Because this is something I never known. I've never been able to ask you this. Like, so how did you get into music? My father. Yeah. Marshall Brentley. Gotta yeah. give it up to my pop, man, and my sister's father, uh, Terrence Pace. Yeah. Uh Terrence Pace, drummer. Yeah. My father, percussionist. Yeah. So you growing up in a house with two different men, two different houses. My father house to my mama house. We listen to all type of music from summer everywhere around the world. Right. My mind wasn't focused on one style of music. So just to come up in the house hearing my pop playing the congas and my sister father on the drums. That was it for me, and seeing yeah, yeah. the seeing the response that they got from people yeah. when they played, I know that was my life. Yeah, right. right. And right. then it just happened to be rap music because of the era. Well, well actually, yeah, we rap though. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm saying, but actually, just coming up with just music. You yeah. know, first it was the trumpet yeah. and Carver. Yeah. Then I went to the to the uh, to the chorus yeah. in Carver School. Can you still play the trumpet? Man, I played it that one year. Yeah. I don't know if that was the fifth or. Fourth grade, one of them, yeah, and and I was it, yeah. I guess I stayed on punishment too much. Miles wouldn't let me do nothing unless my grades was right, so yeah. wasn't no trumpet unless some grades was tight, yeah, you know. But yeah, it was straight to the chorus after that, and I actually auditioned Fair Ref Talent Show, eighth grade. I auditioned with my back turned to the judges, yeah. I was that nervous, yeah. Man. I said okay. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I sung. They said, okay, you made it. So I didn't tell nobody. So it was time for the talent show. I come I come, come to school, fair ref, suited up. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Had a little teddy bear, bros, inside the little lapel, inside inside the coat. Because yeah. I watched how the old school dudes did it. It's the high talent shows was the was the greatest talent shows ever on the planet. Yeah, and that's so, how the Marvelettes so, got the most so of the way they controlled the crowd, I figured, okay, Dwan. You you gonna do that too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't tell nobody. So KP, Kevin Pinkston, there was a lot of people that day. Said, "What you doing with the suit on, man? What's up with you, man? What you doing? You about to take pictures or something?" I'm like, "No, man." I said, "I'm about to sing." Everybody laughed. Everybody laughed at me, man. Until I got on the stage. Yeah. Big Donald Gibson. He was in the band. I asked him to play just a little slow beat on the drums for me. I sung "With You All the Way" by New Edition. Yeah. With no music. After that day, man. What'd okay. you do with the teddy bear? Okay. <laughs> Wait, you might have been singing to the teddy bear. I was trying not to go there. Okay. I was trying not to go there. I was trying okay, not let's, to. Let's talk listen, about the teddy bear. But listen, I sung with you all the way, right? Acapella. At the end of the song, it's two sides of the auditorium. So yeah. I takes the teddy bear out. And tease the girls on both sides of the auditorium until I just threw it out there, man. Yeah. Man, that was the 
the best day of my life, bro. I won first place, man. Yeah. I'm a uh, fair ref talent show, eighth grade. Got to my lockers, man. I had all type of notes on the locker, man. That was <laughs> it, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was it for me, man. Yeah. yeah hey, music. And, but then when it came to the hip hop, that was after I got shot. Yeah. I got shot seven times when I was 17. Yeah. Now, if, if, are you open to discussion that situation? Oh, man. Because this man, often this happens man. too much in urban communities, yeah. but for a small city like Angster, this happens so much. So much. It's like this. That's what, what year was this? 89. So you got shot in 89. Prior to 89, so eighty nine is the crack era. Yeah, right? man. So so it, just talking about that. We right. So the eighties. Right. Yeah. So prior to this, I, I was born in eighty two. So I don't yeah. know if shooting and murdering was always yeah. a big thing in Angst. No, like, no. It so it wasn't, but it was happening, but not as bad. Not as much. I'm telling you, man. I told hit, me when that crack hit, yeah. bro. He said, "Listen, man." Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, at it's this point in his life, bro. he like we. You, he said everybody got. We from Inkster, so for if ten niggas around got six thousand dollars a piece, like nigga, that's everybody having money. We from the projects. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like niggas is rich. So, so could you go over what happened when you got shot? The day you got shot, like, do you remember the whole day leading up to that, or do you like? Yeah, I mean, like yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Just a normal day. Me and Keith Washington was hanging, and um. We just happened just to go in Parkside that night. You know what I'm saying? We 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 was together all day though. Decided to go to Park Parkside. And for what Parkside is? Parkside is Parkside like a, is like right next door to Lamont Garden. It's right, like, right. Because well, we 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 know, but we got to talk yeah, as yeah, yeah. The, the audience. Yeah, right. Right. So, for sure. so okay, so we y'all often hear me and my brother discuss that it's two projects within a, a mile radius, which is Saigon, which is Denby, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Garden Denby Block, Denby Terrace, Denby Terrace. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's the Garden Block, which is Lamont Garden. So Parkside is a offshoot of Lamont Gardens right. for whatever reason. I don't right. know why it's not included in that, right. but it's actually, once you coming up Carlisle and mm-hmm. you see them apartments, you in the gardens. Not right. too many. We only call it Parkside because that's where we from, but right. if you from out of bounds, right. once you see them the apartments on Carlisle, yeah. you in too deep, my nigga. Right. So, <laughs> I'm just being real that's though. Real, yeah, you, real. you, you, you are, it's you already go, too yeah. late. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you better know Because it's barricades, yeah, so it's barricaded. It sounds fucked up, but it's is, is you, you coming in, it's barricades off, you hit the wrong turn, not yeah. knowing where you're going, you trapped in there. But the barricades wasn't there at this time, right? This no, was no, this no, pre barricade. No. Because the barricades yeah. is like 95, I think, 94, yeah. 95. Yeah. yeah. Cause when, like I said, my grandma lived across the street from Saigon and when we see yeah. yeah. So my grandma lived across the street facing Radio Ray House. Okay. Like we can right, look out right, my grandma. Right. We grew up next door to the Thomases, you know what I'm saying? Right, so we can look right. out my grandma's house mm-hmm. and see Ray grandma old house. Mm-hmm. Or who was that his grandma's house? Yeah, that was his grandma's yeah, so we can look because you know that garden. We used to work in that garden. Yeah, all of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But y'all went to Parkside, just hanging, man, and um, just to actually see it in my head again, seeing a group of people coming from the opposite way that you know with guns, and they talking to everybody in the parking lot like it's normal, but as they're talking, they starting to rob you at the same time. Oh, okay. So and, it was that type of deal. And then they start pistol whipping people at the same time. It was like simultaneous till they got to me as well. Yeah. And I'm knowing all of them because everybody's barefaced. Nobody was getting robbed with their bed, you know, saying they had masks. It was just barefaced and saying it's awkward. So same goes with me, you know, kicking it with me. Thanks, you know, I'm getting pat down like they the cops. You know what I'm saying? And what you got, what you got, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, man. 
and everybody drunk and it was all type of, you know, it was just chaos. And everybody just started tripping me, you know what I'm saying? The first thing I knew was this. If I'm about to die, I'm swinging on one of y'all. Right. And that's what I did. And that's when three of them started shooting me when I swung on one of them. Oh, so you got shot by three different weapons. At one time. Yeah. 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 And you're 17, so you actually still in high school when this happened, or what you yeah, did you I, graduate? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I graduated on time. This is actually my 11th grade year. Yeah. So oh, so you, so you was like, and what I was this, saying this about community, this, oh, this is the summer leading up to 11th grade year. Mm -hmm. No, the summer leading up to 12th grade year? No. Because he said he was 17. Yeah. So you was going to be a senior in high school? Actually, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so, so you was... Just was a junior going yeah. to be a senior. Okay, right. so this so this is a big thing then right. because this is a high this is a child who's yeah. been shot yeah. in the neighborhood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So what was the recovery process like? Like, because how many times did you get shot? Seven times. Seven times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still so got two bullets in me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the the recovery process like? The, the mentality of a 17 year old who just got shot going to kick it. You know what I'm saying? And you you. People from high school know you got shot. Like, is this is a big thing in the neighborhood at this time? Like, yeah, man, yeah, you know, what I'm saying? because it was unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? That I got shot and then I survived. Right. You know, we hadn't witnessed that. You know, you know, a lot of people we know get shot one time they die. They're out of there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they get shot seven times and then it was just big speculation why I got shot seven times. In the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? What you do, D? You know, I got them questions like me. You ain't got no beef. Oh, I'm just over here. But then I had to think back to certain times that I was over there. And certain, certain things you know, was you know, happening, you know yeah. Like, people would tell me, like, yeah, do you might have grew up in the guard, but you ain't no garden boy to them. Right, you know right, 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 right. And, that, and that's a big the, difference. I mean, because even when we say we from Saigon, like, mm -hmm. but to them we ain't Saigon niggas. We got love because of black. For, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, he grew up over there. He's mm -hmm. a Saigon nigga. Mm -hmm. We lived in Saigon before. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because, shit, yeah. when we used to have to walk home, when we used to have to walk home, we went to federal owned powers. When we used to have to walk home, we watched we, them chase niggas home. We, right, we yeah. watched them chase us home because home. we're going the same way. We, but <laughs> we have to go that way. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? It ain't even on no tough shit. Like, no, my nigga, my grandma live this way. Like, I have to go this way. Like, mm -hmm. but then the difference is with the niggas they chase home that on the weekend, this is when black live in the middle of the hood. You feel what I'm saying? Before they moved on to Annapolis. Like, so now the, on the weekend, we would have to be in the middle of the hood. My big cousin is with your big brother. So we either go have to fight now or we go have to say, oh, leave them alone. Them yeah. his cousin. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like, of course we had, so we had that past, but it still was some hardcore, no, nigga, we from Saigon. Mm -hmm. They just over here with their cousin on the weekend. So I definitely understand what you're saying because the mentality is, especially the kids, like, they hold some resentment for you making it to a house in the neighborhood. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nigga, you was over here when you was little, but y'all moved out. Right. My nigga, that's what the project's for, to get on <laughs> your shit <laughs> and, and move out. Right. But that, that's not the mentality right. because they feel like we stuck. But not even understanding that we, even in the neighborhood, we could feel stuck because we like, no, nah, nigga, we live in Angster, but we want to live like this. And you can't live like this in Angster, mm -hmm. not knowing the mentality as children. Because if everybody would have stayed in Angster, we could have made Angster that type of community. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Tell we, it. the people getting it and moving is what made it feel 
like a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now it's like, nigga, we, we some people feel like, nigga, I'm just from Eastern Angle. You feel what I'm saying? DNA. That's when they gotta have to learn about the Malcolms and the Don Bardens and the and the, all of that. Nigga, Michael Jackson been the extra. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One of the best days of his life, probably, because they thought they was gonna get the casino. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's it's positive things in Angstrom, but sure. what niggas ain't thinking about that. So like like he said though, like talk about the recovery process that like that had to be heavy on you mentally, bro. Like you Every you day. still a kid though at that time you feel what i'm saying to this day it's still heavy on me yeah because it's like um, damn man just to wake up and knowing that i'm still here sometime you know what i'm saying and why me and all that 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 post-traumatic stress disorder is real it's real you know what i'm saying to actually look at a hole in your body being stuffed with gauze is i mean yards of it just to fill it and got to be replaced you know daily or to be told by the anesthesia doctor, we can't put you to sleep, Mr. Lynn, because we're losing you. Them words will never leave my mind. Yeah. And to have to be operated on. Seeing it. Seeing it and feeling it at the same time. So all they did was numb my body up. And as they was numbing me, it was taking bullets out of me. They were stuffing tubes down my nose, down my throat. I mean... Stuffing tubes in my stomach at the same time. They had to hold my head arm just because I was hollering and screaming so much because they was operating on me. Yeah. So to imagine to still feel that to this day when it rains, every bullet hole on my body still aches. So that's a mentality, man, that, that I had to really kind of strain in a way of being mad about it, but being glad about it that I'm still here. Yeah. To, to know that. Music was gonna be the the therapy yeah. for me. Didn't have a clue until after I got shot, bro. Yeah. That's now, how I deal with it. Prior yeah. to this, uh, prior to the uh, sh- your shooting, were you uh, Islamic? No, I didn't even know God did. Okay. okay, I mean, I went to church. I went to Amity Baptist Church. Yes, I but did. But you was doing yo, you was doing the the regular. I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, mm-hmm. and then you grow up and you think that that, that you like this. Mm-hmm. Not saying you didn't. Not, right. but you know the mentality. Right. Mama and them go to church. Right. Sundays is for church, but you got your questions. So, mm-hmm. when did you discover Islam? Because we've prayed together in right. the masjid mm-hmm. on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ninety four. Ninety four. Remember that well. And the, at the time, too, I was still straddling on, should I even follow any religion at right. that time? Even just knowing my mentality on just learning different re- religious beliefs. But once I got with certain brothers at that time, that certain section of brothers, the Sunni Muslims, it took me to another place of where I was just really at peace right. with just knowing this religious belief is for me. For you. It works for you. You know what I'm saying? Now, Not what because a, of what everybody else was doing or I was following something. Right. It was, it know, hit I, you. I mean, it hit you a certain way. It was like Malcolm hit me. I'm going to say that. It was like just in the form of- Okay. Now, I'm about, to, I'm about to ask you this. Did Malcolm hit you or did Malik El-Shabazz hit you? Malik El-Shabazz. <laughs> see, but, but Malcolm- now, now yeah. you understand why yeah, I asked you exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. understand. Now, Malik El Shabazz, yes, sir. Now, could you explain why I asked you that? Because I know you understand it, but a lot of people don't understand that Malcolm X and Malik El Shabazz are two different people right. when you look at what he's, mm-hmm. what he is to the world 
in what we discussed. Like, because mm-hmm. if anybody ever seen a Malcolm X movie, they automatically assume that the turning point in his life is when he was introduced to the nation of Islam. But if you pay deep attention to the movie, no, the turning point of his life is mm-hmm. when he went to Africa, when he went to Mecca, because that's when he discovered true Islam. Exactly. And I'm not taking nothing away from the nation of Islam or the FOI or whatever, right. but that at one point they taught out the Bible. If you even watch the movies or if you listen to any time that Malcolm spoke, he would say the honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches right. us right. and then he would refer to things in the Bible. And that's just not the case right. with with Islam, Sunni Islam and Muslims. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people mix that up. Like the nation of Islam at one point was not Sunni Islam. No. It wasn't. And a lot of people associate Malcolm X with Islam. But they don't understand that Malcolm X was Nation of Islam and Malik Al-Shabazz was Sunni Islam. And that's the turning point of his life in that movie when he went to pray and he did Salat. And he said when he did the Salat, his foot was hurting because of how you position your feet. And he never did that before. So that's why I asked him, was it Malcolm X or was it Malik Al-Shabazz? So a man would say facts. (laughs) Now, Aaron. Some more interesting things about you, because like I've been coming across you for years in our life, like we've been seeing each other, like, but to learn that you go to Africa and you teach, like, you teach things in Africa, like, how did you, how did you do, how did you start doing that, like, and what part, and what part, what part of Africa, Uh, and what made you want to do that? uh, Actually, we went to uh, Kenya, and um, we was in uh, Nairobi, Nakuru, Mubasa, um, in those areas. uh, it, actually, it was my mom. Uh, so my mom is a Christian of Baptist faith. Um, so she had got with some people and um, they were going to do. Uh, um, mine went blank. Missionary. They were going to do like uh, like just to give back. Yeah, yeah the missionary type missionary of work. work. Yeah. So my mom had went. She had, she always asked me, like, we're going to Africa. You know, you should go. You should go. I'm like, look, <laughs> look, my brother ain't getting on no airplane. And I ain't flying nowhere. So just one day, man, uh, the next year she wound up going. I told her, I said, why well, I think about it. So the following year she went again. I said, let's go. I'll go. Right. Uh, so she encouraged me to go. So when we got over there, man, it's like, man, like when we landed in Africa, man, like this is like true facts. When we got off that plane, I like fell to the ground and just started boohooing. Like, it felt like something in my body just, like, took my soul and was like, welcome home. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, deep, man. And, so, um, you know what? I, I believe that because, like, we just, like, I was, we had Dr. David Walton on here. Uh, he from Romulus, y'all probably, he used to call himself King David. Okay. You feel what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He been to South Africa. He said the exact same thing. Like, he felt at home he's been 13 times but he said that first time he just felt at home and that he said that's how they greeted him welcome home brother you feel what i'm saying so kenya and south africa they not close so to think that people just get this feeling being on the continent is like amazing you know what i'm saying like it's just amazing like and you didn't it's not like you traced your lineage to kenya you just in kenya on the continent and you get this feeling you know what i'm saying so like your mom man like that's exceptional for her to even Mm -hmm. basically she didn't make you she said when you ready but this is what i'm doing i'm going to africa you going this year no i'm going to africa you going this year i think about it i'm going you feel what i'm saying so like that's exceptional you know what i'm saying you have you done any international traveling like to africa not yet 
but you know some Africans. Talk about like when you used to be acquainted with Akon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then Steve Rifkin. No, because you know why? We talk about that on the show. And like, I don't pe- think people like understand how, how, how true how it is, is. How like, real this shit the is. The first time I ever seen Akon, I was on the elevator with you, Black, Ricochet, Akon. And he had a chick with him who looked oh, so God. good. You see what I'm saying? Like, Damn. this chick looks so good. Akon wasn't even Akon. Right, exactly. Ricochet was the priority right. at SRC Universal. The priority. You feel what I'm saying? And Akon was just the other guy on the label. It was David Banner, Ricochet, and Akon. And then locked up, blew up. You wow. feel what I'm saying? But we was on the elevator because y'all was coming from nine five five because we was doing something that day. And Black told us to meet y'all at the hotel, and Akon was there. But it wasn't about nobody else but Ricochet. <laughs> like literally, it was about Ricochet. So that was his meet and greet with the DJs. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. So talk about like what? Not even just Akon, but that was African and that was smooth. I did that. But uh, <laughs> like, just talk about seeing the major label system. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go you got to talk about how he made it there, though. That's what I'm about to say. Seeing the major label system after been doing music for so long, because like we said, y'all was in a group and y'all had a record that was on the radio. And, and it was international. It was yeah. a big Yeah. yeah. Who bro- Do you know who broke that record? Don't tell him. Do you know who broke the record? Billy T. Okay. <laughs> so, so talk about well, that Billy record. T, Billy T is from Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 so talk about like... Okay, so you still doing music. Well, you doing music after being shot because you said that ended up being your therapy. Yeah. So then talk about getting back into music and now y'all doing music. Y'all the forest dwellers. Like, the forest yeah, that, dwellers. that was a big deal. Like, yeah. for people listening, is it on? I know it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, it's on yeah, YouTube. Go, go pull it up. The leaves are changing. The leaves colors. are changing colors. Talk about that song, the message behind that song, getting on the radio and then leading up to being in the major label system. Well, it started as the Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks. And, and Insanely Wicked. Yeah, Insanely <laughs> Wicked. It was like a crew of us, like yeah. Inkster and Rumbleless crew. DMO, Insanely Wicked, uh, OCB. I mean, it was like a lot of us, Shady Numbskulls. I mean, it yeah. was a few of us at that time. Rat Pack. Yeah, Rat Pack. I mean, you can't, you can't forget, it's, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was so many of us in the town that was doing it, but it was just, there was one time when uh, Taz, from the Lumberjacks, uh, Thoroughbred uh, County, my brother. Uh, I think I'm, excuse me if, if I'm saying your name wrong. I think it's Thoroughbred Society or I think it's, my we bad. Have, we have fact check it, but. Taz, my brother T. Jinx, my bad. I know he going to cuss me out when he hit this. But uh, he had the Lumberjacks, and it was just him and, uh, him and Boogaloo at the time. But the show that we did at the pavilion where y'all was at, I was doing the Lumberjacks uh, hype man. Yeah. But I was inside insanely wicked, though. Yeah. So when the judge, it seems like you just got off the stage with him, I said, yeah, I'm in this group, too. Yeah. So it kind of threw me like, okay, what am I about to do, really, as an <laughs> artist? So yeah. I did the whole Lumberjack thing for a minute. Taz decided to break the group up. He wanted to go solo. Boogaloo decided to keep the whole thing going, change the name to the Forest Dwellers, but it's actually spelled F O U R E S T, like forest. yeah, forest dwellers. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy because it wasn't four of us; it was just two of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is Bugs concept. It was still they baby. You know what I'm saying? But once we did the Legion Change of Colors, we didn't really know how far that was going to go because it was different than everything that everybody was doing. I said, "Well, I got to be different doing what I'm doing anyway." Right. So it was cool for me to do. We took it down there and left it with the security guard 
at the Penobscot building. By luck, by chance, by the grace of God, he gave Billy T the tape. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to give. I don't even know that man's name, but I still thank that man to this day. Yeah. But Billy T ended up playing it that next week. Yeah. But how he geeked it up, he was like, man, I come downstairs, got all these flyers all on the cars in the front, da, 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 talking about play our song. And he said, yeah, we got the tape. Say, we ain't know how it was going to sound. I said, man, we played it. He was like, man, we couldn't believe they was some angster. Yeah. Came on the radio, we lost our mind. Yeah. Juan Atkins, my man that made Technicolor, yeah. Clear Cosmic Car, he heard us perform at uh, St. Andrews. He got a hold of somebody that knew us. He signed us. Oh, Yo, y'all got signed by Juan Atkins? Metroplex Interface Records. I Look us up. Never do that. Yeah, yeah, we was I on that. Know that. So yeah. now it makes sense how the shit got so big overseas. Yeah. I, just, I didn't know right. how it got right. so big yeah. overseas. Because yeah. yeah. he is, he, he is a signed overseas. Yep, that was 96, 97 yeah. that he signed us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, egos and, you know, just not knowing the business. How old are you in 96? And all that, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how old are you? 96. Because we was 14. Yeah, we was fourteen. I mean, I was I was still in my twenties, man. I'm gonna say that, man. Yeah. No, no, but I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. So because when you say like egos and stuff, like and yeah, I don't even think uh, Inkster knew how know? big that was for Inkster either at the time because that was so different than what was the music that was going around. Yeah, because people cause, didn't even believe we was from Inkster. Yeah, you know what I'm and, saying? and that's because like. We just got a gangster reputation. Like the city just got a gangster reputation, and that was like. That song is so far from gangster. Right. When they see, when they hear the word gangster, they thinking like, and we're gangster. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that's the what I said. Start, start giving us props for the yeah. song after so long, man. Yeah. You know? So did the, did the deal with having a deal with Wine Atkins blowing up overseas, but not really getting y'all just do like we could call it what it is. We all adults. Like we, the, oh yeah. The level of the record and then everything that happened around it, did that turn you off with the egos? Oh, yeah. with oh, the yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I mean, it took me out of my element of just knowing what I was going to do after that yeah. because we was at a point that we're okay, we a group. You know what I'm saying? And we got this opportunity to, to do this, but you know, but it's not my group, so I had to look at it like that. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, and I right. was told that too many times. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. So when somebody So would you say you that that group, killed your level of creativity? Would somebody keep for that, constantly reminding you that is not yours. For that time to be within a group, because see, that was something I had to learn after so many years. Like, I didn't know I was dope. I didn't know I was good until people started telling me that. Okay. okay. I didn't find out that. I mean, honestly, I'm saying this for the record. I didn't know that until maybe about six, seven years ago, I'm going to say that on the street. That you was dope? That, that you I was dope? That I, but seriously, fellas. Yeah. That I, I mean, because I lost the love for it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can see both ways. See, when you lose the love for it, and then you don't have no track record of your own music. Like y'all can y'all can catalog y'all catalog y'all music. Y'all yeah. can look back and see y'all work. Y'all yeah. ain't never got no nation project. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, nation right. ain't never had no album or yeah. albums. Yeah. You right, feel what right. I'm saying? Because I was always doing something with, with a group. somebody or, else. Somebody else. Yeah. But but I had to learn that. But now that I know that I am this person now, I mean, it has really changed my life after so long. You know, just to really be working. Still within the industry, yeah, you know. And see now, when I'm now we go get into the major label system. But before we do, I'm gonna say this: like when you was in the major label system, that was actually your second time yeah, being exactly. something a part of what I think our neighborhoods in Anchor just didn't understand. understand. Yeah, because I always understood if this worked, the city could be on forever because that what people fail to realize is when something hot, especially from a small place like that, they coming to get everybody. everybody. 
Somebody from Def Jam gonna be at you and that's gonna be at them. And, but this all really was starting at the point with y'all. You feel what I'm saying? Because it was D.I.M. And the song you was on on Ricochet album actually was one of the bigger songs on the record. What was it called? Gene Nicole? Mm-hmm. That was one of the bigger songs on the record. That's from somebody if I didn't know you. You feel what I'm saying? It had it was the song with yeah, all it, four it, of y'all. That was a big one. Was you on that? Uh, yeah, he's on life. D. Yeah, right. So yeah. it was that song, right. and then it was the song Gene Nicole. So you actually part of two of the bigger three songs on the record. Right. Angster didn't embrace that project. No, we just I, I bought it because. I, shit, I mean, I look at you as family. Black is my first cousin. Mm-hmm. I'm around, I'm in a city heavy at the time on the east side. You no, know, all my cousins and them just drop, nigga. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. They on Universal. I remember the day y'all drove 10 hours to finish the record. Black just had left my house. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm about to go to New York. We got to finish this shit. And I'm like, man, I don't know if you playing because, you know, we joke. We in joke mode, too, because I'm like, man, I'm about to go. You want to come? He's like, no, I'm about to go to New York. So I'm like, I'm going. You want to roll or not? He's like, no, I'm for real. And then y'all go. Y'all finish the record. Like, I remember all of this shit vividly. I went to the store and bought the shit. I don't want no free one, nigga. Like, these niggas, if this shit blow... Niggas is on, and then especially niggas with a catalog, because we had a catalog mm-hmm, at that time. Mm-hmm. We was two projects in, and we was like building up. So then it's like shit. We got songs with Black, Black and Nation on Nationwide shit. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, Kikuchi was big on Nine Five Five. That, right. that it was actually the biggest song in the college market uh in, in that six month span. Because I had a girl who went to Tennessee, not the fake Tennessee State or none of that. Or yeah, well, Tennessee, not State, Tennessee. Not fake. But you know she what I'm saying? She, she went to the University of Tennessee. The Volunteers. Yeah, say that. That's what I just said. I said yes, you were black. black college, college. I thought about it when I said it. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? But she went to. Tennessee University and when I was putting her up on it so I thought like she's singing the words like nigga this is this is the biggest song on the campus type of shit let me tell y'all something Blackie Black and Ricochet are the only people that could tell y'all what happened on the road or just or or or, uh, flawless yeah flawless yeah Black Gone rest in peace but I'm gonna tell you this Stories back then to bring back the angster to tell y'all, it would have been even better if me and Black would have remembered to record yeah, a lot yeah. of the stuff, man, that happened. I'm talking about I had to tell Black twice. I didn't have to tell him three times. I told him twice, though. Sometime we would have to meet with this true stories. We had to meet Ricochet in different states sometimes because he would already have to go. Yeah, right, right. things. We'd get off the plane. It's different states. It's like watching TV. Limo driver standing there with a sign. Yeah. It had my name on it. It'll say nation. But I'd be like, man, what? It's like, <laughs> no, this is cold. Tell this story, because I know one. When DMC, who is one of your favorite MCs, bro. When when he knew who you were. Bro, we standing outside the studio. We hear somebody talking with this raspy voice, though, about him getting bumped out of this session. Because they had to mix Rick's album at two different studios out there in New York, right yeah. around the corner from each other. He backs out and tell me, the first time I ever in my life, I got starstruck, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I said, man, it's DMC. He's, he, he looking at me like, I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he said, yo, y'all the ones that bumped my session? Y'all from the D? 
He was like, yo, I mean, he was happy yeah. that we was there bumping his session, though. Yeah. So he can be there to witness the stuff getting done, man. Right. Yeah, he right. wanted to tell everybody who we were standing, I don't know, I think it was 50th and something street. We was in Manhattan. Yeah. But he was so loud trying to tell people who we were yeah. so people will remember who we were coming from him. Yeah. I'm standing there nervous in the mug, dog. I'm like, I ain't filming no pictures. I ain't even asked for no, I ain't even asked for an autograph. Just for the fact that this man standing there acknowledging us from Detroit. But then I kept telling him, I said, but we from a city called Inkster, though. Yeah. He was like, Inkster? He was like, well, wherever y'all from out there. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the love. He gave us hugs, everything, bro. I'm yeah. talking about this dude showed us so much love. He said, man, I can't wait for y'all project to blow up, man. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. I remember Black told me that. I was like, man, you tripping. He like, no, bro. Like, DLC. DLC. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like that's Nation's favorite rapper. He, he, Hold he, on. He, he Hold was on. so happy for you, though. Bro. He was so happy for you. When I knew Rick was famous. I mean, it was different occasions, but one of the biggest ones when I knew he was famous, we on the same plane with Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Yeah. He's sitting two seats behind us. So when I get up, I asked for his autograph. He ain't mind, so he asked what we did. Told him who I was with, pointed at Rick. He starts seeing Cuckoo G, man, on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Right there in front right, of us, yeah. bro. He said, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah, people said, just Michael ain't supported like they should have. But I want to know, uh, Aaron, how does a guy from Inkster, Michigan become involved with the CIA outreach program? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, man, just being connected, man. Just uh, being able to be in the right place at the right time. Um, just uh, when your hard work pay off, people really acknowledge it. Right. Um, yeah. I remember I was sitting there and I got a phone call and they said, hey, um, we putting together a community task force. Uh, we want you to be on the board. And I'm like, OK, well, what's this community task force? They was like, it's called ALPAC, which is Advocate Leaders for Police and Community Trust. So being from Inkster, you know what I'm saying? First thing they say, police. I'm right. like, and they, right, I'm right, like, right. And because this is also has to do with like some Canton police hate crime board type of thing. Yep. So, yep. so hearing Inkster, I mean, being from Inkster, hearing hate crime in Canton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting there. I say, okay, well, yeah, I, I'll come down to the meeting and see what it's about. Uh, I say, well, what's the address? They was like 211 um, West Fort Street. I'm like, all right. Pull up, looking at this building. It's a pretty tall building, you know, down here in the city. Walk in. I say, yeah, I'm here for a meeting. And the guy say, oh, yeah, come this way. We need you to uh, wallet everything. You got ID on you. I'm like, what well, I need ID for to go to this meeting? He say, brother, you inside a federal building. Yeah. You going upstairs to the uh, U.S. Attorney uh, General's office. <laughs> I said, wait. Hey, so you be falling into some hey, wild situations, man. man. I'm talking about, man, just to be from our block, man, and just to just to be able to walk into this room, man, and you see top lawyers, prosecutors, F like the head of the FBI, head of the DEA, like all these people, man, and then you just like a a nobody. Like you just which well, so somebody yeah you in the room because you like you in the room and and just to hear like the like what they what they think about like certain areas and for me to be able to put my two cents in and be like you know we all not like that right you right. know what I'm saying and to just be an advocate for us to law enforcement about um 
about how we be treated. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because they see like one side of the story, but but we do you, too, also. Right, and then but when you actually been down that road of being treated wrong and all this, um, so from that point, man, it was just like building relationships, building relationships, and uh, one guy I knew, man, he. Didn't know what he did, man. And he was like, you know, uh, I work for the CIA. I'm like, uh, okay, like Central Intelligence Unit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. And so, like, partnerships just grow, man. And he just called me one day. It was like, hey, we putting on an uh, a outreach program, man. We we need employees. You know what I'm saying? We looking to hire people. So I went, man, got the information. And I was like, man, this is deep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. the things that they offer people. Um, to be a part of that, you know, so, um, so I, I never so you don't pay taxes no more. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, but, so but no, that, I, I wanted to, what I want to put out there is that like, so we are from Inkster and Inkster is just one in a few places that's black communities and all that. And the biggest misconception about like ghetto areas or whatever is that we don't turn out successful people in things mm-hmm. other than sports or or act, I mean or entertainment or or street niggas like I hate when I hear people say well he can't be a G because he went to college mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but like if I'm living next door to you and we live on Liberty and you not more G than me because you took mm-hmm. seven eight niggas lives that don't get you right. more credit than going right. to college and I think we got to break out that mentality that's why I asked you about the CIA not at like so people will hear CIA or going to the in the room with the head of the FBI and all of that but you the type of brother who need to be in there because you can say I'm here I'm successful mm-hmm. I got a lawn care service I give a fuck about my community just because I'm from a zip code right. or or a demographic that you deem bad because of course it looks bad on paper six points two miles 15 murders mm. that looks horrible you oh, know yeah. what i'm saying but those 15 murders some of that shit is shit that's going on from the crack era because mm. there's only three reasons people kill people jealousy envy and a woman and everything else goes under them mm. oh i'm sorry and retaliation so it's four so i could not like you just because your homeboy killed my uncle mm-hmm. 15 years ago when neither one of us had nothing to do with that. and But we from a community of people, we put out good people. It's good. Like, there's not going to be too many Don Bartons walking around the world. Like, right. that's from Inkster. There's not going to be too many. Like, it's going to be a lot of us, though, because of what we do for the community. Like, even back to the Malcolm X house, when I pulled up, like, all that type of work y'all was doing, I could do that shit. Like, no problem. I just don't like doing that shit. Yeah. But when I pulled up, hey, bro, I can't help do this. But what I tell you, my uncle go cut the grass mm-hmm. every time the grass need to be cut. If it, it you ain't got to worry about it. If I drive past and then I see it need to be cut. At the time, I ain't even know you had a lawn service. So, I'm just saying, I want to do my part. He want to yeah. do his part. Do we need to donate? Whatever. Because the vision for what Inkster is, is not just like, we weigh more than just a bunch of niggas who will shoot you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Yes, and at one point, I played into that, though. Yeah. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I played into that. So I'm like, we got to show people like you. We got to highlight you. Like, but, I mean, even with the music, with being in the major label uh, setting, uh, like that was new. All this time oh, yeah. we've been making music. We've been making collectively. We've been making music for years. Right, so right. when y'all get there, it's like I'm looking at other niggas. Like, why y'all not embracing this? <laughs> Only because of jealousy. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, even with the first time that the Forest Brothers was on the radio, how can y'all not embrace this? Mm-hmm. You shook these niggas' hands and an mm-hmm. angster DJ broke, broke it. An angster group. Like yeah. I don't think that that 
along and it wasn't like he was working with y'all right, to break this right, record right. see i i never knew how right. it got broke mm-hmm. i couldn't wait to hear that story mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying so to know that somebody passed that along and he couldn't believe it was from angster yeah, but the crazy part is he should have been able to because he remember believing that the marvelettes was from angster right. you know and, what i'm and, saying and real quick you know the funny thing about all this is that same person that broke them was the same person that broke the Malcolm X house uh, in Inkster. For y'all. That's crazy. That's right. We need to get up here. Because he 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 know that given that opportunity, I've done something for this brother yep. before. Mm-hmm. So given that mm-hmm. opportunity, I know he can make it big. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So uh but I just want like I was saying though, back to the music. Uh like when y'all was in these in that situation. Because, again, like you said, you didn't even have a track record of music. This is not your yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. This is, you know what I'm saying, y'all in that group. Mm-hmm. And, again, you isn't this not your group? I don't know how y'all even collectively got together because... Uh, like Black drove to New York. You feel, oh, see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, see, I didn't even know that's how it formed. We, you feel what I'm saying? Rick, Rick was working on the album. Yeah. So Black wasn't holding nobody up. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put it out there. I mean, a lot of times me and Black was doing more. Rick ass was going to sleep sometime or working uh, working in, in another studio. Yeah. We was all working tight, but then I was the one that stayed up the most because I couldn't believe. That y'all here. Yeah, we there, bro. And this yeah. your second go around. We in Steve Rifkin's office. I never met Steve. Yeah. Only thing I know from Steve Rifkin, he called Tyrus Wembley and told Tyrus, why was Gina called in the, in, in the sequence of the album? So low. Yeah, because it was down. He, he said, I think it was like, the second it was, before it, it the last. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he said it should have been up. And like so, it was like Tyrus saying it was. They were setting me up to be next because yeah. I actually produced that music awesome. as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then I end up messing up and giving it to him in so many words. They got part of the publishing, and I do too. At the time, Gene Nicole was only copywritten. I yeah. didn't do. I didn't. You copy, ain't publish I didn't, it. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't do the copyrights for the music. I didn't do the SR forms for the music. Yeah. So they got the rights to the music. So if I do Gina, whenever I do Gina Cole again, by myself, yeah. this is his original song. The music has to be changed. Yeah, but I already let Steve Rifkin um, know about that too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you know he just relaunched. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying, and yeah. even like with that situation, like we told on here before, like DJ Nobody used to be outside our house, like. Black would be coming in buying weed, and he'd be like, I got nobody mm-hmm. in the ride. And we like, what you mean? He like, no, he a DJ from New York. Like, they working on something, him and Ty. You feel what I'm saying? Because Ty was like a major. Tyrus Wembley, yep. he was he was the, the major to, yeah. to, to, the, the, to the outlet. I mean, you feel what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. Even with Billy T, he from Inkster. He yeah. working on a major radio right. station. Right. It be Inkster niggas all over these pockets in Tyrus the mix. Tyrus Wembley taught me that. Yeah. He taught me, well, he showed me how Inkster people... Was all in the mix in the industry. All in the mix. Some of everybody. So when Black was saying nobody was out here, if, okay, a lot of people who don't know nobody, nobody, nobody. Uh, he produced Can't Knock the Hustle for Jay Z. Yeah. He did Still Not a Player for Big Pun. He did a few joints. And you know he's what I'm on a street in Angster. Right. Buying weed, waiting for a drug deal to go down. Yeah, basically, no, for real. Like, when you think of it, because you know when we lived on Hickory and Andover, that was our spot. That right. was a spot. Mm-hmm. So Black would always be like, oh, we let it. Because Black would come in to buy some weed or whatever, and we would just be coming out of the studio or whatever. Yeah. Oh, here you go, cuz. And he'd be like, oh, Ty and nobody like that shit. Right. But our mentality at the time was, we was really young, like, when that shit was oh, going no. on. Like, yeah. we was super young. So we like, if they like us, they'll fuck with us. We didn't understand 
building up to even get in a major label system. We just knew that Ricochet got this deal, y'all next, and Black our cousin. Uh, but that never stopped anything we was doing. And we never yeah, hated. We right. sold know, so much support. Like, we could, like, man, we was getting into it with niggas. Like, how could y'all not fuck with this? Like, because we started to see the bigger picture. Like, right. we this big as right. a city, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that, and I think that's when we first started learning about the history of the Marvelettes or some shit. So we like, yo, we actually had the light on us before. Yes. It, and it, and, and if you look at music, like it's coming back around. Just cause you don't like the music mm-hmm. don't mean the music not opening up the doors. It's not like Inkster is going to be known for si- sounding like this because something black said to me that didn't, that, that a lot of people didn't peep. Nobody was signed but Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So that means Inkster wasn't even in the mix paperwork wise. Right. So this is not like they like, we discovered this in Inkster, mm-hmm. but when they meet in y'all, they like, okay, these guys not from Detroit. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, this ain't like the Eminem mixture of we go get this or whatever. It's mm-hmm. gonna be something brand new, which would have worked perfect if people would have supported the project more. And it just, I don't think people understood that yet because it was a battle to get on. This market, they weren't ready for that at the time. Search was here at that time. Yep. Uh, Rick was the first one they was going to start using to come on live, uh, doing your new records. Right. At, at the time, they, I mean, this one night. Rick wasn't prepped right that night. I'm going to say that. They didn't prep Rick right. And Search could have. I'm going to put it out there. He could have. He knew Rick was new to that. Rick didn't know he was on the air at the time. Yeah. So as soon as you said cuss word, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That, that, the fine start. Yeah. yeah. So they had to cut him. So I kind of fronted him about that. You know what I'm saying? But then Search broke it down to how that went. But then he already didn't like the record. I'm going to say that too. Yeah. Because prior to Rick going live, him and nobody went on the air with Search first. Yeah. Search even said it on the air. I wasn't really feeling the record like that. I'm like, damn. You don't say no shit like that on the air, though. You feel what I'm saying? He said it on the air. You know what I'm saying? Even at the meet and greet, all the DJs there. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't really feeling the record like that. And you know why, though? Because they wasn't used to that type of crossover record. Because Nelly had crossover records that still had a little bounce. Mm -hmm. That that Kukukuchi was strictly for a demographic that just did not include us. Right. Which worked like, perfect. Like you say 95.5. Yeah. But I'm going to say that here. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying here. Bro, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, everywhere else. We yeah. can go to Alabama, somewhere in the South, man. College time. Bro, <laughs> first time I seen somebody faint about Rick was in Philly at a bar. Yeah. Like he was Michael. I had to call my girl. I said, this chick just fainting in front of me about Rick. Yeah. And I hung up. Yeah. Security yeah. had to come get me. Like, look, can, <laughs> security had to come get me. Like, can you help us with this line? I said, what line? I said, we got the line of people still trying to get this, you know, yeah. from, from you know from the club. So we going into another bar. Man, it, it, bro, it was just nuts. Yeah, only way to explain it. He was yeah. down there in Philly, man. Yeah, and and so to to see him in that element, like, dog, we a long way from the crowd. I say, this is beautiful, man. Yeah, and where everybody about to lead a spot. I didn't want to ride in the limo with them. It was just too many people. I was just that person. It was like, it's too much for me. Yeah. I, I need to ride with somebody else. So I arrived with the vice president of Universal at the time. Dude say, oh, you want to hear what's going to be hot next year? Put it on. It said, dun, 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 That lean back, back joint. Yeah. He said, this is going to be the hottest song next year. And what happened? It, was, yeah, it they, blew uh, up that next year, right. man. Yeah. So but, hold um, on. <laughs> we got some credit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's I fucking phenomenal. Because you know what though, like stories, that, like I re- like I just remember that time too, and like I, I I used to be excited, like oh it's about to happen, 
You feel what I'm saying? Like it's about you know, to happen. Pressure that was on us, man. Yeah. After it, after it fizzled. Yeah. Even during that time, because nobody seen Rick. Yeah. People seen me the most. And then you so, know what though? Or black, or black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got man. We got hounded about. What what's happened? up? Yeah, you know I'm saying what's well, up. Well, nigga, what happened? Did you buy the record? That's what happened. But and, and I mean, in retrospect, the nigga named the nigga named the album lack of communication. You feel what I'm saying? Black told me he didn't even have a phone. That was his life. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So they had to name it lack yeah, of yeah. communication. Yeah. Man. So it, it it you know them words hold powerful. You feel what I'm saying? No, I wanted to ask you what platform are you running on? Like, what can you do for Inkster that the current rep in your district? Has failed to do. Uh, well, well, in our district, uh, it's an open seat. Oh, okay. So the person who held the seat is actually running for the mayor's seat. So our Patrick or no, his name is uh, Tim Williams. Okay. So it's an open seat. So, um, so my platform is just uh, a man that's committed to the community, and I and that's really believable. Uh, <laughs> you lifelong, you know, what I'm saying lifelong Insta resident, the Malcolm X Project. You got the um. You you uh you did the We Hope Dream and Believe program that you co-founded. You mentored the youth, and I feel like this is this is Inkster at its finest. If you <laughs> if you talking about Inkster, yeah. and we could sit and go on for days about if we take all the street elements out of it, who's connected to who, who's you know what I'm saying. This is Inkster, and this is what Inkster embody a, a, a man who goes to Africa to help them just because he figured out one day that his mom is inviting him to Africa, mm. he should go. You know what I'm saying? Another, the same guy who could walk in the CIA, uh, walk in the program for, uh, police and stuff like that and get a CIA. With plug. no law enforcement background. With, with no law enforcement background. You right. said you felt like a nobody. No, you were the most important key to that because you didn't have a political agenda when you right. walked in there. You know what I'm saying? And we had you on the show. Like this show is go do, we go probably put this out August, late August, September, because you know what I'm saying? We want to get the other candidates on too, because like I have a dog in a fight, but I don't because the candidates that my mother like might necessarily be mm -hmm. the candidates oh, for yeah. the future of Inkster. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But like, you understand the future of Inkster and where it's headed because you're so connected to the youth. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like anybody out here who not from Inkster and who listening, y'all should get to know about Inkster more than Santuan and Antoine telling y'all because us telling y'all, y'all might be like, okay, we hyping it up. But we ain't hyping it up. We right. just telling it like it is. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes, this is the type of people we put in the community. We got the nation. Nation supports Aaron because he's seen all the work he did. That's why I said, how long y'all known each other? Mm -hmm. Y'all known each other. You can't remember not knowing them. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's usually what it be like in Inkster. I can't remember when I met uh, the former mayor's son. I just remember one day looking up and we were grown and mm. I known Kwame Hampton my whole life. Wow. Or I known, even with your sister, she not from Angster, but I can't remember not knowing her. And then once she knew we knew you, yeah. she knew that she was always good because they really know my older brother. Like uh -huh. they know him. Like, uh -huh. and that's a sense of community. That's why I'm not from the hood. I'm from a neighborhood in Angster that just happens to be across Michigan Ave or on Angster Road or over here. But I live all over Angster. It ain't a, it ain't nowhere in Angster that I can't go, even with the new young wild niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same for you. Because when I pulled up to the Malcolm X house, we in the projects for real now. Like oh, yeah. this is, this house is in the middle of the oh, projects. Yeah. One of the few people who didn't sell so the, so they can turn it into part of the projects. But it wasn't no problems over there but nobody was worried about if it would be problems mm. because we out here doing something positive and when brothers do stuff positive and move forward they become 
the councilmen in their districts. Then they become the mayor. And now because you got now you got political allies that you didn't even know that you would have when you walked in that room about uh, being in there, uh, the, the, the Canton Police Hate Crime Board. You didn't know that you was go these people was going to matter to your life. And you right. thought you was walking in there as a nobody. Right. Well, on November 4th, November 5th, which is a Tuesday, November 4th, the homie birthday. Yeah. And it's also actually the anniversary of the Connected Experience podcast because that's when the first episode dropped. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tuesday, November 5th, y'all get out. Y'all support Aaron Sims. Some of y'all might know him as Hank. He's running for District 1, uh, the, the City Council District 1. Now, just to let y'all niggas know, though, we just discovered, but we already know, nigga, we from the third ward. Take it how you want. <laughs> you know, and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nation, man, we appreciate you. Oh, uh, man. Dude. Because you never knew that, that you told us to keep going. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that, that mattered. That, that, that mattered. At the you time. You feel what I'm saying? Because he thought we he fucked up, man. It, 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 it was me, Radio Ray, Hasim. You feel what I'm saying? I yeah. thought I was done. I, and you know what? A nigga threw me some lokes. Hasim threw me some lokes. That's why I fucked up. Because I tried to catch the glasses. Yeah. And they failed. And I thought I fucked up. And he was like, nigga, keep going. Because uh, who, who is Taz, uh, David, brother, from church? I think so. So uh, somebody from church is uh, he the boogaloo little brother? Or, boogaloo brother. Oh, David yeah. is boogaloo yeah. brother. And then you feel what I'm saying? Like that shit, because we used to go to church on our own too. We used to take the church bus and shit. And when we went to church the next uh, Sunday, nigga, 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 what? You feel what I'm saying? And we went to Greater Grace back then. So you yeah. already know yeah. how Greater Grace was rocking. Oh, it was on board. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But that was big. You was like, nigga, keep going. You feel what I'm saying? And you kept going. And I mean, even though you didn't have your own body of work, you still doing it. And you did a Walmart commercial, right? Yeah. That's huge. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, that's huge. A Walmart commercial for Cedric the Entertainer. But mine didn't make television. Mine only made their their website. It was was two versions for that year. The girl version made television. The boy version made their web series. But that was still a blessing because, you know, I still got paid for it. Now, if... People want to contact y'all. Excuse me. How can they contact y'all on uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want them to contact you? How can they contact y'all? Well, basically, I'm going. Uh, we can go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, for me, uh, you know, my whole life is public, so they can hit me on my phone at seven three four. I mean, it's all <laughs> I know, no, I mean, no, no. shit. Malcolm X's daughter called that phone. Right, Come listen, on. So, I'm waiting to write down y'all Instagram handle. Oh. That's all. Yeah, because yeah. oh. if you look at no. Give your contact information before my description. I oh. need your Instagram. Oh. Well, you can hit me up on Facebook, uh, Aaron Sims. Yeah. You got Instagram? Uh, nope. Nothing. No Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Nation, what's your Instagram? Seventh Nation, one word. Yeah. Explain that title before we get up out of here. Explain that with the name. And then name. still give out your number because nigga Malcolm, both of Malcolm X, two of Malcolm X's daughters called you on that phone. So <laughs> you feel me? You know what I'm saying? To talk about Angster. But uh, so explain the name Seventh Nation. Oh, they got your number through the CIA too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, Seven Nation, that was actually a name given to me by my brother, Sean Bell, Madball. Uh, I mean, I got shot seven times in the worst nation in the world. Yeah. And actually still live to talk about it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. What you working on musically? Uh, I just I just dropped a project earlier this year, but it's all single instrumentals. They're all on Spotify. It's 10 of them. Yeah. So I'll be looking out, but I'm going by my government name, which is Dewan Lynn now. Yeah. Even though everybody still call me Nation, but on Spotify and everywhere now, when you look up my music, you can. It's easier to find me now 
you can look up Seventh Nation, but it's going to take you a while to get straight to me. There's yeah. a few other Seventh Nations yeah. and all type of nations out here. I said, no, nah, let me go by Dewan Lynn. So when you, Spell that for us. D-A-W-O-N-L-Y-N-N. Uh-huh. Dewan yeah. Lynn. Yeah. And it's easier to find me. And then once you Google me, you will see everything that I've been doing, stuff that I've done, uh, AT&T commercials, um, CarMax commercials, and a few, uh, like I said, a few McDonald's campaigns. All this through TV One. Shout out to uh, Rashid Maousi for the plug. Shout out my brother. I appreciate that. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. That's at TCE Pod. If you want to be a part of the show, advertise about the show, questions for the show, improvement tactics on the show, PR at TCOHH.org. Hey, man, uh, if they uh want to hit you on the Instagram on the Twitter, that's TCE Pod, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't be, that's you. That, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, cause my, my, because my Instagram, I think people don't understand that, like, we we connected, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, because you just be, because uh, it seems like I'm reposting, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. if, if you got questions, though, and you hit TCE Pod, AJ go answer you back, but he go check with me first before we give you a final answer. <laughs> so, yeah. we both be on the same, same page. page. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we appreciate you both. Both of y'all. Good luck in the race. Uh, like I said, we uh, we gonna have some more candidates because it's a it, you know we for Inkster about Inkster. I want the best people in place. You feel what I'm saying? The best people because my vision for Inkster is this right, and we can get to this. And I'm gonna tell you how before we leave. Right, we can build Inkster up into a powerhouse community with a black bank and everything because it's two banks available. The old MBD on Michigan Avenue, mm-hmm. that building is available and it's set up for banking, right? But then it's also a bank. It's not an Inkster, but on Cherry Hill, across from the Inkster Plaza. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's available. If if we, we can build this community into something where people who not from here uh, want to come live. Because that's what it was before. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And like, it was built for us. It, that, right. It was yeah. built for us. You right. feel what I'm saying? So that's why I asked was that mayor and administration from Angster when they wanted to demolition the house because I don't fathom how you could think that that would be okay. But we've seen it with the high school yeah. and the junior high. We all, I mean, what high school in the you went to? Angster High. Yeah, lifelong high. resident. I'm just saying, but yeah. you know, nigga, you a lifelong resident. You went to Romulus High School. But yeah. we went to the junior high and shit. Yeah. And if we could if we could turn this community around with the right political uh with the right people in place politically people who get money uh don't have to leave we can make these neighborhoods something man we got niggas who won, from Asia who won uh NFL championships, shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? Anything you can think of, a nigga from Angster did it. You feel what I'm saying? But we got to bring it back so this could be proud. So we going to have to get another school district. You feel what I'm saying? We going to have to preach the need to go to school in Angster. Not Robichaud, nothing against them. My wife graduated from there. But them Angster people should go to school in Angster. You feel what I'm saying? I didn't do that, and sometimes I'm upset about that because I fuck with the Vikings. You feel what I'm saying? But if we could bring that back, we could build this community and what we always wanted it to be, mm-hmm. even with the two projects, because we could tell them, like, nigga, this ain't the end. This the beginning. Just because your mama stay here, nigga, you get on your shit. Amen. You can go out there in the sure. world and be anything. We can get these projects shut down and turned into something else mm-hmm. because, nigga, they made one of the old prisons in Jackson's into lofts. If wow. they could do that for an old prison... Nigga, we can get these projects shut down, get some financial planning and shit and financial literacy in them to adults or uh, seniors and children because adults don't listen. Mm. But if we start with the children, you feel what I'm saying? We could turn Angster in the next 25 to 30 years into a powerhouse black community 
like never before. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? We're going to have to get everything back black on. You feel what I'm saying? Take it how you want yes, to, sir. but when I drive up Insta Road, I want days oh, to be oh, black. Oh, hold on, hold on. What's the uh, the African restaurant that y'all always at? KG. Yeah, get, get, plug them in. Plug them in real KG. quick. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to give a shout out to KG. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing the African cuisine. I just never got a chance to oh, make it, man. but I, I'm seeing it. Senegalese, ex- exactly. Senegalese. So where is it located? It's in uh, Garden City. It's on Insta Road uh, in between Cherry Hill and Marquette. Yeah, okay, because yeah, we just all passed it. But uh, we got to get up out of here. We got to yeah. wrap it up. We I got one more question. Go ahead. Why we ain't never done no songs together, y'all? Man. Okay, we gonna end we that. that we, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we. You hey, but look, hold on though. Okay, yeah, yeah. Leave it alone, leave it alone. Yeah, but appreciate y'all, brothers, yeah, for coming. Uh, I appreciate, appreciate y'all, you. man. Proud of y'all, man. Yeah, thank, thank you, real, man. Yeah. This, hey, this is beautiful. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this, man. Yeah, appreciate you. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.